Hi, I'm Jill Sylvester, licensed mental health counselor and author of the self-help book, Trust Your Intuition, 100 Ways to Transform Anxiety and Depression for Stronger Mental Health, and the young adult self-help fiction novels, The Land of Blue and Devon Dream Agent Book One in the Devon series. Each of my books deals with the theme of intuition because for me, it all comes down to listening to and trusting your own inner voice, the one of your best self, the highest self, in order to live your best life and also to trust that voice and develop it in order to help and serve humanity. Hi, and welcome to this week's podcast where we will be talking about waking up in those early morning hours, particularly between 3 and 4 a.m. So if you are somebody who gets up at that time and it's driving you crazy, then you'll want to stay tuned for today's content. Before we get started, I want to give a nod for my gratitude section of the podcast to all the adolescents that I know personally and professionally right now who are using their tools and really just hanging in there and doing the best they can during this really difficult, abnormal time of development. These kids are so much more ahead of the game than I can even say in terms of how I think I would be if I was in their shoes. I don't know about you, um, but oh my gosh, they are so smart and aware and determined, and I'm so impressed with how they're just hanging in and just fighting the good fight and and doing what they need to to keep their head above water and even stay positive. So um, I can't say enough about that, truly. So I wanted to acknowledge those kids that I know, and I hope that if you have kids in your life personally and professionally who are hanging in, that you acknowledge them as well and just give them any type of positive reinforcement that you can. Okay, waking up in the early morning hours. So my perspective on this, having been through this many, many times, and still do from time to time, is that when you wake up in the early morning hours, and again, I, I usually kind of focus on between 3 and 4 a.m., is that you are being called. You are being nudged awake to your life, literally and metaphorically, and that it's a call to open the portal at that hour. You know, it, it's it's something that, that um, encourages you to open the door to your life that typically stays closed when you're awake because we're running around and we're doing things, we're picking up our kids, we're working, we're cleaning our house, we're taking care of our dogs, we're taking care of the people in our life, we're watching TV, we're too busy to deal with sometimes the things that really, really need to be paid attention to in our subconscious that lie dormant other than when we're asleep, which is often why, in my perspective, we get woken up during that time, it's like a, hey, you know, you're not dealing with this in your waking state, so let's deal with this now. It's not meant to torture you. It's meant to support you and encourage you. This is my perspective, and it, it hasn't served me wrong, so I'd like to, you know, share that with you today because it's come, a, it's come up a lot in session uh, over these past, it, it has for over a decade, you know, it's just always that thing, right? People, whether it's, you know, going through hormonal stages of our life or in the early times of having kids, in the, you know, in the early days of having kids when they're, when they're young and just, you know, stressful times, they're, you know, we're not talking about when you're like being woken up by your children or something literal that's calling your attention. We're talking about when you wake up and you feel like it's for quote unquote no reason, that's what I'm referring to today and how we can open that portal at that time so that 
you start to pay attention to maybe what the universe is trying to say to you. So typically, I always break things down into strategies during my podcast because that's what I do in session. I always give people two to three things of homework so that they can take with them um, and have some steps and work. I usually give people in session homework to take with them so that they have action steps to focus on when we're not meeting because I always tell people it's a waste of their time and money if we could you know if we're just sitting in session talking about things but not applying what we're learning outside of the room so same thing same thing goes here um you know I like to give steps so that it breaks things down for you to try in your own life to see if you get results because the goal is to live as fully as possible that's what this whole podcast has been about coming up on a year is, is tips and strategies for living well, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and how to live our very best life. And if you are being woken up in the early morning hours for quote-unquote no reason, there is something also trying to help you to live your very best life. Your higher self, spirit, God, the universe, whatever you you whatever your affiliation or whatever you're comfortable with, I believe that energy is trying to wake you up to your life. So when you can ally with that force and come to see that it's not meant to drive you crazy, then you really can take your practice and your happy factor, your peaceful factor, your powerful factor to to a whole new level. So first step when you woken up is trust. Trust it. Instead of getting up and being frustrated that you're not going back to sleep and then going on your phone, which is what, you know, I think people do a lot is they get up and they just go on their phones and it's it's pulls you so far away from yourself and puts you into other people's lives and takes you down the rabbit hole and gets your brain, you know, working really in that frenzied, fast state as opposed to sitting in that rich time at that 3, 4 a.m. hour to help you to, again, pay attention to what it is that's going on possibly that, you know, needs you to take a look at it and pay attention to it in those quiet morning hours you know, jumping on your phone is probably not the best thing to do. So when you trust what's happening and you trust that you're going to feel more refreshed, actually, later on in the day, if you ally and join forces with it and pay attention to it rather than blowing it off, then, you know, that's really the first thing that needs to happen. Like, okay, I'm up. What do you got to say to me kind of thing? And when you can face and turn around and face that thing that's got you stressed out maybe or you know um, got you thinking about things or reflecting on things it's really um, you know that's that's the game changer it's trusting that what is waking you up is worth hearing and worth paying attention to and when you do that, that's another step toward becoming whole because becoming whole is about accepting the shadow parts of ourselves that we don't like and the parts of ourselves that we do like and that we respect and that we admire and, and appreciate about ourselves. But it's also coming to terms with the things that you know follow us around during the day, those things that make us anxious, those things that sit on our shoulder that we just 
don't take the time to pay attention to because we're running around doing all the things for everybody else and, and paying attention to all the things that call us during the day. So when you can trust and say, okay, I'm going to pay attention to this and be brave and you know, kind of turn and face it and say, all right, I'm going to kind of hear what you have to say and spend some time hanging out with it here while I have the time and the focus, that's when the magic happens and that's when you can move mountains and really take huge steps in your personal growth. Carl Jung said, nothing is so apt to challenge our self-awareness and alertness as being at war with oneself. One can hardly think of any other or more effective means of waking humanity out of the irresponsible and innocent half-sleep of the primitive mentality and bringing it to a state of conscious responsibility. When you trust in the morning when you're getting up that there's something that needs paying attention to, and that you're going to move faster in your development and in your life by focusing on it, that's being in a state of conscious responsibility. When we come back, we will talk about the second step. Calling all parents and teachers. Planting the seeds is a line of self-help tools based on therapeutic models of self-esteem building for children both at home and in the classroom. Created by a licensed mental health counselor, Planting the Seeds physical and digital cards and conversation starter tools are designed to encourage meaningful conversations between kids and their caregivers. They're perfect for morning and afternoon meetings for teachers in the classroom or for starting the day at home during breakfast to get your kids' thoughts moving in the right direction. For more information, please visit jillsylvester.com. Plant the seeds today for a strong and healthy tomorrow. Okay, so the second step after trusting, like, okay, I'm up. And, you know, when I say get up, you may um, wake on your own and just not be able to go back to sleep. It could be as simple and as frustrating as that. Or you might hear something. You know, you might hear, like, a door being knocked. I know I've had that experience where I get up and once I figure out that it's not actually a door being knocked on, you know, in my house at 3 in the morning, that it's something you know in that spirit realm that's calling my attention or you may have your name called or you may you know just hear you know a different sound but something that nudges you awake and you know it's like okay I'm supposed to be up and usually we'll get freaked out right I mean that's kind of like what happens initially but in step two when you when you come to trust the information or, or trust that nudging okay you then say, okay, like, I'm not going to go back to sleep. I'm going to get my journal and I'm going to write down, you know, the dream I had or the sound I heard or the nightmare that I just want to close my eyes and just go back to sleep and not pay attention and hope it never happened. In step two, when you can grab that journal and start to write down those messages and let your pen do the work and open that door and really just walk through that portal, it's amazing the things that you'll write down. And if you're not familiar with automatic writing, when you journal and you take the time to write down your dreams, sometimes your pen can move so fast that you your, your writing won't even be legible at the end, and that's okay. Really what you want to do is just start writing whatever comes to you. So if you had a nightmare that woke you up or a dream that woke you up and you're intrigued by it and you say, oh, I'm so tired, I'll just try to remember it. And I know most people, you know, have the experience, myself included, where you, you know, say, oh, I'll remember it, and then you don't. Um, it's amazing when you get up and you just take the time 
to write it down. And it's incredible sometimes the information that can come from, from that. But when you start writing, your pen can just move so fast. So you may not necessarily be able to read it when you go back over it. But the point is, it's just to step into that world. It's to step into that realm and say, okay, I'm listening. So you write. You write about the nightmare. You face your fears. You write about the dream that you had that had certain numbers in it that you don't know what it means. Or you have a dream message about somebody else in your life that may need to know something that you weren't privy to, you know, and you become that channel for that person. That's oftentimes how in, in, intuitive work can, can, can start. Um, but you just write. You know, if you're intrigued with, with the whole intuitive thing, and I'm assuming you are because you're listening to this podcast, then writing down the things that you may need to know during the middle of the night or early morning hours it's, it's incredible, you know, what, what can come from that. So automatic writing is, is a practice there where, where you just start, you know, you start journaling initially, you're writing down what you remember. And then all of a sudden, it's like your, your pen just, or your pencil just picks up speed. And you just start to write things down. And it's like, just, uh, just the floodgates can open. And before you know it, you may have written three pages and you're writing for a half an hour. And here's the cool thing. When you get up and you trust, and then you write down that information, you're going to have the most kick-ass day. You won't be tired. You'll be tired later. You'll go to bed earlier. But you'll feel amazing because it's like an honoring. It's almost like I feel like it's like the reward for the risk, like getting up and writing things down and then, you know, just saying yes to it and kind of honoring that, like respecting the process, if you will, you just feel so alive. You know, the information is there to help you because think about it. When we're washing the dishes or taking care of our kids or working, we're not necessarily having that same quality of a message. So of course we can when we sit and meditate and do all that. But in the middle of the night, there's no distractions. So what we need to know about ourselves that we're not privy to during our waking state can really reach us it's such a rich time. So after you, you know, the, the groggy state, and sometimes, you know, I'll write, I write down my dreams every morning, uh, not necessarily at that hour unless I need to, but, you know, you have, like, um, I'm in that world and I'm out of that world. So I'm just, you know, I'm writing, 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 writing. And then you, you know, eventually you just, you wake up and it just gives you that, that energy um, that just really fuels your whole entire day. And the cool thing is, too, when you write down these dreams and the information or whatever, it could be a dream, it could be just a message, and you're like, is this even real? I'm just writing stuff down, I don't even know if it makes sense. Don't even question it. Don't even let your left brain come into play with it. And that's, you know, the other um, opportunity at that hour, because typically we're just, we're just in our right brain. It's all creative, it's all imaginative, and so you're writing and you don't even realize what you're writing. You don't even realize it makes sense until you have this awesome idea for a business. Or, you know, idea an idea comes to you about a relationship on how to make it better or how to start one. Or how to understand a person that may have been frustrating you for a while, their behavior, and then coming to understand something more deeply about that person. Um, it's it's fascinating. It's It's fascinating. So, again, if you're getting up, and you're frustrated as heck because it is so frustrating to wake up and not be able to go back to sleep. 
Um, but when you start to look at it from a different perspective, and trust the process, and then join forces with it and write it down and maybe do some automatic writing in the process to see what you get, you start to notice perhaps a pattern. You may pull a thread through that 20 minutes of writing or 30 minutes of writing or 10 minutes of writing where you start to see something happening in terms of a theme in your life or an area of your life that needs attention to if you're waking up, you know, a few nights in a row and you're getting the same messages about something. And that's where step three comes in, which is applying the wisdom. Because knowledge is power, but wisdom is in the application. So if you're having a theme that keeps getting replayed or you're getting information that's coming to you about a certain person or a certain thing, you know, it's kind of like that, you know, elbow in the side of like, what are you going to do about this? Like, do you want to keep waking up night after night? Because, you know, that's not always fun, right? But if we honor it and we apply the message and apply the wisdom, and you have to be brave to do that, you have to trust in the message and take inventory. We talked last week in the podcast about taking inventory during the day to kind of see where we are from a mental health perspective. Like, am I on? Am I off? Did I, you know, am I in line with with my goals that I said I wanted to accomplish today or this week? You know, w- what am I doing? Am I applying the wisdom? Am I taking inventory of what I wrote down in a dream last night? And am I, am I like pulling that thread through my day today? Am I following up on that? Am I making good on the messages? Am I am I honoring what spirit was telling me in the middle of the night and living my life according to the messages that are coming to me personally that only apply to me personally? When you're getting that information, that's up for you and you alone to thread through your day and try to make sense out of what you need to do, whether it's changing your diet or adding exercise or, you know, starting an empire, building an empire. So whatever the message is for you, in order to, when you apply it, that's when you can really, you know, start to see like, when I get up and I get these messages, there's something there for me to benefit from. And when you do that, it can be truly a game changer in your life. So I hope this helps if you're a person who wakes up in the middle of the night and if you haven't. You probably will at some point. It just seems to happen when we're uh, on the path of raising our frequency. And um, I, I hope this helps you because it can be a really, a really rich time, an incredible time, and a really powerful time. And when you just get past that, waking up a little bit and grab your journal, it's um, it's like you're just thrust in a whole new space, and it can it can change everything. Questions and themes that came up over the past week. So I had lots of comments on uh, on the depression uh, topic from, from the week before. And I always forget to ask these things, and that's why I have people to remind me in my life. So reviewing the podcast, if you feel compelled to do so, please on the uh, you know Spotify or uh, wherever you're listening to it, Apple, wherever, then please uh, you know leave a review whether you start or you write a few words or whatever. We, we really appreciate that. And also, I want to um, thank you for the increase of Amazon book reviews we've had, particularly with Trust Your Intuition. So, so thank you for that as well. So themes that came up for this past week, um, comments on the depression, a, a lot of it. And, uh, and so uh, along with that um, has come the, the whole diet thing and how to eat well and, you know, in order to think well and all of that. So I'm going to like you know kind of generalize all the all the um ways diet has come up with depression in session and out of session over this past week and just kind of formula 
form it into a, a question and a theme here. So I want to say about the whole diet culture thing, if you're eating for good health, good mental health, as I, as I hope you are, stop the withholding. And I want to be careful with that and clear what I mean on that, which is, yes, there's certain things that need to come out of your diet, obviously, if you want to eat better. But when I say withholding, I mean, a lot of times when we, you know, start on these different, I'm not going to eat sugar anymore, like ever. Um, you're going to be miserable if you take out something out of your diet. And, you know, I'm with you. I think probably sugar is, you know, it's, it's you know, we should all aspire to take sugar out of our diet. But it's it's really hard to do. So I'm of the 80-20-90-10 rule. I'm going, I'm going for 90-10 at this point in my life. Um, you got to have... You got to have a little something, meaning like if you're a person who takes carbs and sweets, okay, we'll say sweet slash sugar out of your diet, you're going to be really agitated and really irritated for a while, particularly if you have the brain type that needs carbs. So think about eating in terms of abundance, meaning if you're eating a lot of vegetables and good foods and healthy fruits and vegetables and healthy whole grains, you're going to be a far more pleasant person to be around. And you're also going to feel better inside yourself because mentally you're not thinking about withholding the thing that you can't eat because you can't sustain that. I, I, I don't find it easy to have success if you're, if you're withholding something or you're too rigid about it or you're restricting. Because even if you go three months and you feel like a rock star, at some point you're going to be like, I want the thing, you know, wh whatever it is that you want. So if you think in terms of abundance and what you can have, and maybe you apply that 80-20 rule where most of the time you're not eating sweets, but then on the weekend you allow yourself a little bit, whatever that is for you, cakes, cookies, chocolate, um, ice cream, you know, whatever your thing is. But you think in terms of inclusion and abundance and what you can have versus restriction and withholding, think about it in terms of energy. If you close your eyes and you think, I can't have that thing, it's tight, it's rigid, it's stuck. And what's the vibration of that at its root? It's fear. If you think in terms of abundance, I can pretty much have anything I want. I'm just trying to eat for good mental health. So I want to eat more fruits and vegetables and greens and more smoothies. And I definitely want to have a little bit of sweets on the weekend or maybe it's a Wednesday night for you, whatever it is. Feel that. It's expansive. It's bigger. It's lighter. It's it's different. It's open. So think of things in terms of energy. If you're withholding from yourself, it's much harder to set yourself up for success. Okay? So think in terms of abundance. You know, Shonda Rhimes in her book Year of Yes, she talked about losing, I think it was over a hundred pounds, and she did it by only eating things that she craved. So she didn't necessarily do things in terms of restriction as much as she did pleasure. You know, being good to herself, but certainly eating to lose weight and feel better. But she did it in terms of more of an abundant attitude versus one based in fear. So just something to think about. Second uh, subject area that came up was kids. You know, kids are coming so, up so much in, in session. Um, it's just a continued discussion. So one of the things I'm going to say here, again, just to generalize um, the theme of kids for, for the content of this week, is if you have kids in your life, if you're a teacher or you're a parent or you're an aunt or, you know, just kids in general in your life, try to encourage them to have something to look forward to every day. When we have something to look forward to every day, what happens is we put power back in our hands and we show and role model for kids how to 
gain control in their lives when they have none. So by having your kids before they leave for school or before they start online say, you know, what are you looking forward to today? You're showing them ways that they can have control in their lives over the many things that none of us have control over. And this goes for you too. So for adults, having something every day to look forward to is going to help you get through this time until things go back to, you know, normal. Um, to just have something to look forward to. Just just ask them, what do you, what do you got today? What are you, what are you looking forward to? It could be something small. It can be something big. But every single day, we need something to look forward to. And I find that that's an anchor for kids and, and helps them to, uh, to move through this time with a lot more power and a lot more control. And the third area is sleep. It's, it's come up a lot. People just saying, you know, there's a full moon this week. And full moons typically um, can cause you to have interrupted sleep and, um, you know, to get up in the middle of the night and supposedly full moon sheds light on what we need to work on. So um, if you're having trouble this week with sleep, it could be part of the full moon. It could be part of what we talked about earlier, being nudged awake. It could be a little bit of both. Um, but it's come up a lot, the sleep thing and people just being frustrated. So in the beautiful book, Wintering by Catherine May, I, I wanted to uh, read a passage that she wrote. She says, downstairs at 4 a.m., I set to work. It felt like an act of mania to get up in the middle of the night, but with a hot cup of tea in my hand, I see it as more like an urge toward sanity. Once I abandon the fight to return to sleep and claim my wakefulness, I can find a slanting love for this part of the almost morning. As the only one awake, I luxuriate in a space in which I can drink in the silence. It's an undemanding moment in the 24-hour cycle a time in which very few activities seem right. My dreams are still present, like an extra dimension to my perception. Crucially, my sensible, daytime self, bossy and overbearing, still slumbers. Without its overseeing eye, I can see different futures and make imaginative leaps. I can confess all my sins to a piece of paper with no one to censor it. I love that. Uninhibited you time. Maybe that becomes your experience, should you be called in the early morning hours. Receive it like the gift that it is, something to unwrap that is a complete and utter surprise. Thanks for listening. If you like today's podcast, please hit subscribe and share with your people. And please check out my books and products at www.jillsylvester.com, where you can sign up for my weekly blog to receive tips and strategies to deepen your intuition and live your very best life. Thanks for listening.